Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Thursday, October the 20th, 2022. It is currently 1018 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Well, today, we're going to talk about a very important word, a word that you may not be familiar with, a word that we, we I almost read yesterday in a live broadcast because it, someone sent me an email and they, they, they used kind of a, they used a part of this word, a part of this concept. And when I got to it, I almost read it. And then I'm like, nope, not going to read that. I'm just going to kind of I'm just going to kind of use the concept and then I'll come back to it in a separate broadcast because I think it deserves its own broadcast. So, so let's, let's think about a word today. Let's think about a concept today that I think may be, I'm so glad the person used the word in the email. They, they didn't have to necessarily use the word, but by bringing up the word, they, they really, I think, maybe go to the heart of an issue. Maybe they go to a heart of of the disease that has infected the American church. And maybe maybe this concept we may even need to talk about when we when we we well there's some other there's another series we're getting ready to start that uh we may need to this concept this word may come into play. So it's all about a word, it's all about a concept. So are you ready to put your thinking caps on? Here we go. Are you familiar with this word? Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Integralism. One more time. Integralism. One more time. Integralism. 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 Are you familiar with the term integralism? It's not a, it's not a, well, in fact, when you get ready to read the word, you almost like whoa, 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 integralism. You, you want to kind of put a enter there, but integralism, integralism. Now, integralism is defined as the belief that one's religious convictions should dictate one's political and social actions. Now, integralism defined that way may not sound as ominous or dangerous or dark. It's the belief that one's religious conviction should dictate one's political and social actions. Okay, integralism. Well, if you just look at it that way, if you're a Christian, well, your thinking and your actions are going to be determined by your religious beliefs, by your spiritual conviction. So integralism like that doesn't sound so bad. It, it sounds like, okay, I'm a Christian. Obviously, my actions and my thoughts and my thinking here is going to be determined by my religion, by my faith. All right, so integralism like that doesn't sound... So bad. But if you do a little bit more reading on integralism, you may come across this. Integralism. In politics, integralism is the principle that the Catholic faith should be the basis of public law, public policy within civil society wherever the preponderance of Catholics within that society make this possible. 
integralist uphold a definition from one of the popes, and it goes on, and it basically says that the religious neutrality of the civil powers cannot be embraced as an ideal situation. So in other words, the idea is wherever there are Catholics, guess what? Catholic law should be the basis of public law, or wherever, I guess, Catholics make up a majority, wherever they have the as as the definition here the preponderance of catholics wherever they are then the catholic church catholicism should become the basis of public law and public policy within civil society now integralism there takes on a whole like whoa 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 wait a minute that that's a little nerve and that, that that should make you a little nervous if you just if you just see integralism as well hey you're a Christian so now your politics and your social actions are going to be determined by your Christianity that's okay but if you say integralism is a certain faith a certain form of Christianity or even Christianity at large or just in general should become the the principle or should become the basis of public law and public policy, I'm sorry, that is concerning and that is troubling. Because now, here, here it is, I've got, let's say I'm holding the Catholic catechism. Like, here's Catholic faith, here's Catholic doctrine. Now, that becomes the basis of public policy? That becomes the basis of public policy in civil society? So now, everyone has to live according to the Catholic faith, every, every, everyone now has to live according to the principles of the Catholic faith. That, that's a little troubling. That's a little concerning. Now, when I say that, many evangelicals and Protestants and fundamentalists will be like, well, obviously we don't want that kind of integral, integralism. We don't want that. That is wrong. No, because I don't want to have Catholics telling me what to do. But those same evangelicals, those same fundamentalists, those same non-Catholics will turn around and almost want, though, their form of Christianity. Integralism will then not be Catholicism. It becomes the evangelical or the Christian, quote-unquote, worldview. They want to now become the basis, I'm, I'm reading this directly uh, from this definition, of public law and public policy. Christians want, in a sense, to reclaim America for Christ, not through evangelism, but through law, making making Christianity, wanting to take over and say, no, Christianity, this is wrong, so you can't do this, and that's wrong, and we should get rid of this, and we should get rid of that, and we should get rid of this, and we don't care what you think, and we don't care what you want, and we don't care what your beliefs are. Christianity trumps your belief. Christianity trumps your desires. Christianity should be the basis. That is basically Christian nationalism. Integralism is very, at its, at least in that definition, the, the first definition is okay. Because now, so, so let me try to explain the difference here. If you are a Christian, your actions, your focus should be based off your Christian belief. It should be. So therefore, you won't do certain things. You won't participate in certain things. You may not watch certain things. You may not like certain things because your Christian faith becomes the basis. The problem is when you take your Christian faith and then you want to make it the basis for everyone else by law, by, by using some kind of force, I, that, that is not the way Christianity should operate. Christianity should be like, if 
This is the way it should work. We give the gospel to the lost world. We don't give them the law. We don't give them rules. We don't tell them you shouldn't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. We give them the law to show them their sin. Then we offer them Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins. And then by faith, when they receive, they believe in Christ, receive Christ, then of course they're declared to be perfectly righteous. Then we give them the word of God saying, this is how God calls us to live. And then as an individual Christian, you live that way. We, and for many Christians, they look at the world and they see how bad it is. And they're like, you know what? Forget the gospel. We need laws. We need rules. We need to stop this, this, this ungodliness. We need to make a, we need to turn America back to a moral nation by using law and trying to make Christianity the basis for that. That's integralism. That, that is literally, I think, opposed to it. Now, if the majority of the society is Christian, right? If the major- and they're following Christ, society will be transformed into a more Christian way of thinking, but it won't even be necessarily by force. It's just going to be, look, if, if people aren't doing something, wanting something, pursuing something, then, then well, the culture will move on to, to providing what the majority of the people want. They'll give the people what they want. That if, and it's not by force or protest or boycott, it's just because, well, Christians are not involved in this or involved in this, involved that. If, if, if people didn't want drugs, if people stopped using drugs, desiring drugs, the whole drug problem would go away. Like, like drug dealers would have to find a new endeavor because they wouldn't be making any money because no one's buying their product. You wouldn't need a war on drugs. You wouldn't need law enforcement because the, the drug dealers would be like, I'm going broke. No one's buying my product. If, if no one was, was buying alcohol, the alcohol industry would go away, right? So, because the people are changed. So in that sense, the world may become, quote unquote, more Christian, but it's not by force. It's not by mandate. It's not by dictate. It's by conversion. Integralism, at least as far as understood from a Catholic perspective, is, hey, we have a preponderance of Catholics here. Catholicism becomes the basis for, or the, or the principles of the Catholic faith becomes the basis for public law. And I think many non-Catholics want a similar concept, but not from uh, the principles of Catholicism, but the principles of evangelicalism or fundamentalism. And we want everyone in the world against their will to have to live basically to Christian principles. Now, if that's flipped around and that's Islam becomes the basis for public law, Christians will scream and no Sharia law, absolutely not. And they will yell and scream and get upset. But then they'll turn around and want to do the same thing from a Christian perspective. Don't you see that that whenever religion tries to impose itself upon civil law, It's always becomes dangerous because in many cases, what can happen, and this has happened in church history, not only does the moral, the moral precepts of your faith become the basis of civil law, in many cases, then the religious precepts becomes a part of civil law. So therefore, let's say Catholics take over and and Catholicism becomes the basis of of civil law or becomes the principles for, for, for societal law. Well, guess what they bring in with it? Now, religious dogma. 
So if you don't believe this about Catholicism or you don't believe this about Catholicism or you don't believe this about the Pope, now now you're committing a civil crime and you'll be pum, pum, punished by civil authority. That has happened over and over in church history. Whenever the church and state kind of merge in some way, shape, or form, not only are you punished by the moral law of, of Christianity, now you'll be punished by religious theological dogma. I know you have to believe this, so then guess what would happen? If Catholics took over and they then enforce Catholicism as the basis or the principles for uh, public policy and basically civil law, guess what happens? Protestants would be persecuted and Protestants would be killed. And in places where Protestants took over and did the same thing, well, anyone they deemed to be a heretic would be killed. And that is horrifying and should be horrifying to every Christian. Integralism is a major issue. Now, I'm going to go back to the original email because now we can see what the original emailer was trying to say. I'm letting now listen carefully to how this develops. I read this email yesterday. Now I want to read it again, but now using integralism and uh, the the concept here and now adding it back to the email. uh, This was on October the 17th. This is what they sent me. I was just listening to your review of that last youth conference sermon and your review led me to a new thesis about what the real disease of American Christianity is. It's not the political hijacking of the church. That issue, as pervasive as it is, is a symptom of the real disease, our rejection of the sovereignty of God. One of the central tenets of the integralist movement, I want to put an R there, the integralist movement, that is the accurate way to describe what is commonly called Christian nationalism. See, he goes to integralist, integralism. The the emailer, most people would never even use that term. So I'm I, I'm so it was so awesome to see the term. But when I got ready to read it in the first in the first broadcast I did on this, I I'm like into, and I stopped myself, and I'm like you know no no we won't use that word we won't use that word because once we get to inter, integralist or integralism, then we really have to kind of see this in a broader context. And I wanted to talk about it by itself. Integralism, depending on how you define it. So integralism, just saying, hey, you're a Christian, and now that's going to impact your view on society and politics, okay. But if you say integralism, going back to how it shows up in Catholicism, that Catholicism, the principles of the Catholic faith, becomes the basis of public policy, that should scare you to death. So this person says, one of the central tenets of the integralist movement that is the accurate way to describe what is commonly called Christian nationalism is the belief that through pietism or fundamentalist isolationism, we surrendered the culture to the pagans. And through integralism, we must reclaim American culture of for God. See, integralism says we get, look, hey, you Christians, you abandoned culture, you ran from it, you isolated yourself, or you just turned to a form of, pie, of pietism, you, you focused on, on spiritual piety, and you forgot the culture, and the culture went to garbage. The, 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 the culture turned into a dumpster fire. Well, now, it, through integralism, we're by we're going to make Christianity the basis for public policy, and we're going to reclaim American culture for God. That is not, to me, biblical Christianity. 
That is the abuse of biblical Christianity, and that is attempting to make the world Christian or reclaiming a nation for God on the basis of law and not gospel. Trying to make the culture Christian through force, law, politics, policy, boycott, censorship, not making the world Christian through the Great Commission and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Integralism must be rejected by the church. Integralism, as defined as as making it the, the basis of public policy, we must stand against it, we must speak against it, and churches must preach against it, and we have to help our people see when they've been taken captive, when they've been spoiled by the philosophy of integralism. And that goes with our focus today. Today's focus, if you listen to the first broadcast this morning, today's focus is Colossians 2.8, talking about how we can, how we may, what some of the dangerous philosophies in the church. And integralism may be a philosophy in the church that nobody is defining as integralism and no one is defining it as Christian nationalism, but it is showing up. I think it's a form of integralism when we tell the public schools, we want public prayer in public schools. We want the Ten Commandments in the public schools. We're trying to make the public schools operate on the basis of Christian principles. It's a public school. It's not a Christian school. And if you want prayers there, then the Church of Satan can offer prayers. Muslims can offer prayers. Anybody else can offer prayers. If you want the Ten Commandments there, then why don't you have parts of the Quran there? Why don't you have, I mean, we can go on and on and on and on and on and on. But no, but many Christians, when I say these things, they lose their minds. Like, what are you saying? I'm saying that Christianity is not to be imposed or forced or become the basis of public policy. Christianity is to be taught and preached and proclaimed. And they become, Christianity becomes the basis of public policy, and how you live your life as a Christian. Now, there's going to be disagreement on this. And I would love to hear your disagreements by emailing me at newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Integralism. Be on the lookout for it. And if you know someone who's an integralist, who's embraced the philosophy of integralism, you may want to sit down and look at what Jesus called the church to do. That is proclaim the gospel, not enforce biblical morality through public policy or try to make the Bible the basis for public policy. Because we don't, I mean, the whole, look, if you want to live under a theocracy, then go ahead. But that, that goes really bad when your God is not the God of that theocracy, when it's Allah or when it's some other faith. Look at church history. Whenever these t- attempts to happen, people start dying. The great thing about America is the freedom of religion, the freedom of it, the freedom to practice it, and, and people being able to be free from it. I want people to have the freedom to say no to religion, no to God, no to the Bible. Just like I want the freedom to say no to other religions. 
And you say, well, what's going to happen if, 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 if Christianity is not the basis? Well, society, the majority of people will determine the direction of the country. But let me say it again. We want to fight it through some political way. If you want to fight the, the downward spiral of society, you preach the gospel. As people are converted, right, and try to follow Christ, even though it'll be imperfect, they're going to move in a, the majority of the society will move in a different direction and you don't even need law to change it. The gospel will be the basis of the change, right? The, the, the law of God will be the law of God for the individual Christian seeing, okay, this is what God calls me to do and this is what he tells me to pursue. That will become the basis for their individual lives. And let me say it again. The porn industry goes away if the majority of people are not looking at it, buying it, subscribing to it, what are all the different ways they make money by it? It goes away. Because if if Christians are following Christ and moving away from those kinds of things, you don't need a law against it. Christians will move away from it. And so therefore, when there's not a market for it, it's not produced. They will find what the, the, the majority of people want. We want to, we want to Im- impact change through force, not through conversion. Integralism wants to do it through make public policy. All right, email me your thoughts, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. I want to thank the emailer for even bringing up the term integralist and integralism because, um, I, I mean, as soon as I saw the word, I'm like, no, the integral. And the only reason I knew about integralism is, well, I, everyone knows, you know, I, as a Baptist pastor, I enrolled in a Catholic university so that I could better understand Catholic theology so that when I spoke about Catholicism, I could do so from a position of knowledge and not one of ignorance because I got tired of hearing sermons about Catholicism that seemed to indicate that no one had ever even read a Catholic theology. So, um, so I, I was a little bit familiar with the term integralism, and mainly I was more familiar with it from just my study of church history, but I believe integralism has been practiced in church history by Catholics and non-Catholics alike. And anytime you see this weird thing happen in church history, you just, just start counting the bodies. Just start counting the bodies. How many people have to die? And they're being punished on the basis of, well, religious law. So, yeah, you can tell me what you think. Newsif at yahoo.com. All right, thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.